closeness of the galaxy wide and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening once again everybody and welcome to the KCLR studios here in Kilkenny for Come On Kind. We are on episode number 18 this evening and I am delighted to be joined in studio by Anya Fahey is on my right hand side and Paula Dowling is down there on my left hand side. Good evening folks. Hello. Hello. Oh good. Now we have a lot to get through this evening. We have a review of all the action from last weekend's game and what fantastic games it was in UPMC Nolan Park for the two Kilkenny team. We have games coming up this weekend. We have some primary schools results. We might have some primary schools fixtures. We have development squad news. We have a ton of stuff to get through. But I suppose we will start with the Glen Dimplex Senior Championships. We were here last Monday, Anya, and we done predictions. Uh, and the predictions was kind of obscured because seemingly we were going on an old set of fixtures. So... The group one games that you did predict couldn't have come to fruition because they weren't played, but your group two fixtures uh, were certainly there. And we'll start with Antrim and Down. You said it was going to be an Antrim win, and the two teams drew 112 apiece at the weekend. A good result, I think, for Down on that one. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think so. I think. Um I suppose anybody kind of looking at previous score lines um, when these two teams have met would have probably been, you know, tipping Antrim on that. Um, I think for both teams, you know, I did say last week it was probably going to be the game of the weekend and it certainly looked that way. Yep. Um, you know, neither team really kind of getting the better of each other there. Um, I think for Antrim, I think that's going to be a massive, massive result for them um, going forward. Like they already have um, a win under their belt and now they have a draw. They have Kilkenny coming up next so I think you know they're going to be going into with a bit of confidence as well so yeah overall a good result but I think more so for Antrim than Down really on that part not too bad for Down I suppose like they they, they a loss and now a draw but you know I, I think it nearly suits Antrim better in this case Not too bad for herself down there because she actually predicted that Antrim was going to come out of the group ever before a ball was poked in the group stages so you were right on that one Paula uh, Look there's a lot being No done. it was me It was Anya <laughs> Sorry I have it the wrong way around it was you Yeah Paula went for Limerick Sorry Yeah <laughs> God, and, and, and I do you an injustice of telling you you weren't that putting no Antrim through at all. Have you magic wand or something? Me? Or a glass ball? Because you seem to predict an awful lot of right scores, I have to say. <laughs> well, it's 50-50 to be fair, so I don't think I'm taking a chance. She's taking a lucky number seven ball <laughs> yeah, every exactly. time. I think I'm just taking a, taking a guess now at this stage. Can I won't you, say I'm give, an expert. Can you give me the lottery numbers? But, um, oh, listen, if no, I had no. them, it would be grand. In fairness, Antrim, they're sitting pretty in third place at the group at the minute. They're after scoring five goals and 30 points. They're only after conceding two goals and 22 points. We're going to get to the next lot of fixtures because there's no group two fixtures next weekend um, so that was the, the first game in group two we have Galway and Offaly uh, up next and you did predict that Galway was going to win this probably on the results though that uh, you know it was a bit one sided in a way but maybe not as one sided maybe as people would have expected 2-12 to Galway 1-6 to Offaly but it still puts Galway in second place at the table at the minute Yeah it does and I suppose you have a fair point in saying there that you know we did expect Galway to win it 
I thought they'd have probably won it a lot more comfortably if if I'm being honest. We've seen the score that they obviously racked up against Limerick the week previous. Yep. Um so, you know, it was it was pretty obvious it was always going to be a Galway win, but I kind of expects them to win by a lot more I don't know did they have their full strength team out because I suppose they're kind of eyeing their next big game coming up as well like and I suppose let's be realistic Kilkenny and Galway are going to be eyeing each other for a potential top of the table clash in, in the next couple of weeks so I think that's where both teams are kind of really looking forward to now at this stage they're both sitting comfortable they've got two wins under their belt and you know they're kind of more or less after securing themselves more so than anything and they'll be hoping to just get through these games where I think both teams will be eyeing each other in the in the next round I suppose it's probably like the same as Kilkenny you know the two games that they've seen so far and it's no disrespect to any of mm-hmm. the teams that's in the groups yep. either but Galway and Kilkenny would have looked at their first two games and said to themselves okay there's a potential here of two wins get six points on the board sit pretty at the table and the big clash really for the two teams is going to be on the 25th of uh, June is it no it's not it's actually the um Kilkenny of Offaly the 25th of June it's the last one on the 2nd of July um, so I mean that's going to be to decide who's going to top the table well I think it is anyway yeah. at that stage um, so I mean everyone is eyeing up positional changes but as you say Antrim is definitely sitting pretty in that and the next mm-hmm. game coming up for Antrim um, is ourselves Yeah, you know so I mean that's not going to be an easy one for them either but we'll get to the, the previews of the fixtures that's upcoming but the other game in the group was Kilkenny and Limerick at the weekend Kilkenny 121 Limerick 6 points it was probably all too easy for Kilkenny and it's in fairness to Limerick they came to Nolan Park they put pressure on Kilkenny before mm-hmm. I was talking to John Lillis after the game and preparations were probably hampered in a way that he was missing uh, a few girls um, from the squad as well but also more interesting and we've seen the debate going on about integration and the whole lot and about facilities um, and he was actually delighted that the game was in Nolan Park it was a fantastic event to be able to get into it but even for the training like for Limerick to into the Gaelic grounds it's impossible mm. to play any kind of a game get in there you know it's nearly impossible beforehand and even for training wise you know I mean facilities and the whole lot mightn't be the best in the whole lot for a team of their quality like which is not very fair like I mean we've heard about other teams that's giving out about facilities as well Dublin have had trouble trying to source pitches for uh, the National League and yeah. that you know as well so I mean in this day and age surely to God's you know, everyone could be training in if his players have a centre of excellence that they all should be in the same place. We see Louise O'Mara Hurtick uh, with the Kerry footballers the very same way, like the centre of excellence in Kerry. They mm-hmm. can't seem to get in there either. Like, I mean, what's going on in this day and age? Do you know what? I think, like, let's be realistic. We can we can sit here and have this debate and say that, you know, women's sports is really coming to the fore and we're all getting on this, um, you know, level of equality. It's not. It's not happening. It's It might be happening in really, really, really tiny steps but it's just not happening fast enough when you're looking at inter-county teams um, that are going out and they're training three, four, five times a week and to not be able to get the basic facility that they need to conduct their training it's really, really not good enough and regardless of what county it is in whether it's Limerick Kilkenny Galway, Kerry, it doesn't matter where it is. Like 
there's no point in having this making this big hoo-ha of you know equality for women's sports and you know women are going to be treated the exact same way as their male counterparts when it's not being done throughout the country and that's about the size of it we can talk about it all we want we can discuss it all we want but it still hasn't changed and it's not we're not actually making enough ground as it is like these tiny steps are just not good enough I see, feel like we take 10 steps forward and we take 10 steps back then as you're only mere females yeah. you wouldn't warrant the blade of grass Sorry, now I know I'm being very facetious there and very sarcastic, but it does. You have to get the buy in. You have to see that players are really getting in on the whole thing. Like, I mean, it's not just players. It's 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 clubs. It's structures. It's getting access to pitches. There has to be equality there, and if that's not happening at a club level. It's sure as hell ain't mm-hmm. going to happen at county level. But I've said this as well at debates, and I've had several rows with people. Integration is not going to solve this problem either. No. The same flaws is going to be there. The same shortcomings are going to be there. And yes, while everyone might be seen as being on a level playing field when it comes to administration or whatever, when you go down to the facilities wise and everything else, it's not going to change overnight. And it's going to be a long time before we can actually say that every female sport is going to be equal to their male counterparts. It's not going to happen overnight, even through integration, if it happens very quickly. No, it's it's definitely not. Like, and I just think, you know, back to the basic necessity of a pitch. Like, if a team if a team cannot be given that basic thing that they need to, you know, have their training, whatever about like the gear and everything that comes with. But if they're not being given a pitch, how the hell are they expected to be to compete and be able to train at a top level when they're not getting the basics? Like, it's like it's like basically telling. A hurlers to go out without slitters. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, you, you can't. How That's can not you every condone county. it? No, it's not every county. No, and some there is counties some counties are lucky. Yeah, yeah, they're very, very lucky. But like, you know, when you hear stories about it, it's just, it, you know what? It's not right, and we're we're not moving fast enough on it. There's not enough being done. There's all this talk and like all these plans, and we'll put this development plan in place, and by 2020, whatever, like we'll have this in place. It's it's not going to happen. Like it's it's very unrealistic, and I feel like hope. sometimes it's put out there to kind of you know quieten it all down and keep everybody happy like you know anything for a quiet life and to me that's the way it looks because it's not happening fast enough The Limerick game anyway easy win for Kilkenny at the end of the day but Kilkenny played very very well mm-hmm. I think it was nine different scores I counted all of the six forwards on the inside every one of them getting on the score sheet as well probably rounding it off it was probably almost a perfect performance from the Kilkenny team Yeah it was a really good performance and I suppose you kind of have to look at the first half of the game they went in 1-11 to a point ahead at half time like if you're going in for the team that's going in and they're only after conceding a point you're kind of looking at it going right okay this is us now we need to push on but for the team that are only after scoring a point there is no way that you can actually pick yourself up from that it's very very hard to do and you know they came out in the second half like Limerick did try very very hard but they still only got another five scores on the board and I think Kilkenny have really just showed their dominance and you know I thought Denise Denise Gall was influential and you know we uh, we said it again, yeah that, like that we that said weekend. it during the during the commentary of the match like she was just left on her own all the time now I don't know if it was that the Limerick players were they nearly afraid to pick her up or did they just not know how to mark her or was it that she was just getting away with them uh, getting away from her but like she was free all the time and she literally orchestrated everything from the middle of the field like the ball that she was distributing was absolutely excellent the scores she was picking off were absolutely excellent like she literally conducted everything down to precision there on Saturday 21 points in two games Yeah, it's phenomenal scoring 
when you come to it. But the movement off the ball, yeah, that's what I was watching. I suppose I was down at pitch level. So when you were watching, you could see the movement off the ball. And at times you could see the Liverpool players sort of turn around, looking to go, where do I go? Who do I follow? What's going on here? And it's the work rate off the ball that impressed me the most. And um, you could see it specifically with the likes of Mary, Power, or Mary O'Connell and Casey, Power, or Casey Nolan, Nolan. Mm. specifically off the ball. The work rate. And things like first touch at times, didn't exactly go right. If I had of, they probably would have blasted away. I thought the Limerick goalkeeper mm, kept him in it for excellent. a long time as well. Um, but Especially even at in that, the second half. As I said, they weren't afraid. That's the biggest thing I've noticed this year. They're not afraid to make mistakes and learn from it. And that's what I've seen is that with each progressive match, even if something does go wrong or, you know, a ball is dropped the next time, it's looked at slightly differently, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think what impressed me as well was the point taking. Like there was Mm. a lot of long range point taking. I mean, we know Denise has a great shot and she's well able to hit torpedoes and the whole lot. But like there was an awful lot of points scored between the 20 and the 45 metre line in that bit of space, like from open play. And it was great to see. Yes, we had goal chances and Claire Keating was exceptional, especially in the second half. Mm -hmm. Like she definitely stopped three, if not four goals in the second half from going in. I was at that end and I was watching her and her positioning and she was trying to organise the backs but the backs had their hands full weren't able to deal with the firepower that we had up there but I think that she dealt with like the very last ball that went in I don't know how she got her heart mm. to it and I think did it go for a 65 or a point 45 or a point went out for Didn't 45 five, yeah but it was some save um, and even she's like obviously they're doing work with that but like I mean they're building so like I mean they're starting off they're going to have to keep building and push on from there but with Kenny you'd be very happy with the way they played. If I was Brian Dowling, I'd be sitting nicely and thinking, OK, mm-hmm. we played well, but there's a lot more in them. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I think that's what he's going to take from these games. Like, But I think it's the way they're playing. Like, they're u- they're utilising their strengths to their advantage. Like, they're leaving all that space inside for the likes of Miriam Walsh, Mary O'Connell and Katie Nolan. I know they kind of take it in turns and they literally just, like, they let them run around, but they give them so much space and they crowd out that middle third of the field and it's just, it's phenomenal what's going on in there. Talking about Miriam Walsh, we have to congratulate her on her accolade, the uh, GPA Player of the mm-hmm. Month Award she picked up. She was also one of the score score sheet two points from play and you had the pleasure of catching up with her after the game and this is what Miriam had to say we are joined by Miriam Walsh here after Kilkenny's victory in round two of the Glendon Plex Senior Championship win over Limerick uh, Miriam probably not as easy as the game looks to reflect on the scoreline um, yeah Anya I suppose conditions were tough um, it was really really warm and really really hot so conditions were tough and Limerick didn't give it to us easy they crowded everyone back and we just had to fight hard and thank God we got over the line we worked hard and we outworked them so we, the scoreline just showed us that's fine and it was I suppose like you know it's the second game of the, the second game of the league you're after coming out with another victory you know things must be very confident in the in the camp at the moment you know, now that you have a week off and then you're heading to Antrim yeah look on you I suppose things in training are going very well for us there's new girls after stepping up there today like the likes of Neve Dealey Michelle Teen all these young ones are um, after starting in well so we're just delighted our team is as strong as before too 
that's really good and I suppose you know you've got a couple of weeks off then before the big game against Galway and then you know you're looking at another couple of games after that but yourself you've had a good week winning the WGPA player of the month there for April a nice accolade to get at the start of the year yeah look Anya I was delighted to receive the award it's nice to be recognised um, but that's in the past now I suppose and just it's all about the team now and I'm just going to look forward to training with the team from now on perfect that's great thanks Mayor yeah, well, she definitely contributed to a fantastic game uh, on Saturday. I was going to say yesterday. It's hard to know what day we have, but it was indeed on Saturday. But she played a, perfi- uh, a pivotal role um, that was going on, was on an awful lot of ball, two points from play mm-hmm. as well. You know, she's having an exceptional year so far, you know, the two games that she has played. And she's one that we're going to be looking to if we can hopefully get back the title. Yeah, and I think, do you know what? She's really become a target woman inside for Kilkenny, especially in that full forward line. I know she kind of always has been. She's always been one of those players that Kilkenny have looked to. But I feel with Miriam this year, she's really after, she's after growing a lot. And I feel like she's taken on a massive leadership role as well um, within this panel. Because I suppose like, you know, yeah, okay, she's not, she's not that old, but she is still one of the senior players in there. You look at it, she's in on that panel what 10, 11 years now at this stage she seems more comfortable in her own yeah. skin mm-hmm. when she's moving forward with the ball she's breaking those tackles she's using her physical strength because personally I saw her going through yesterday on, Jesus, what day we, on Saturday mm-hmm. and when she was bursting through the Limerick had no answer for yeah. her because of her physical strength and wasn't afraid to take it on yeah. and any young girl that's playing Camogie now as a forward should be looking at that and seeing if you're going to take on a, a back wait until you're on, they're on your back and then you're turning and you're busting through mm-hmm. either you're going to break the tackle or else you're going to get your free Yeah. and I suppose a prime example of that yesterday was um, Steffi Fitzwater moving forward I thought a lot which was really good to see in the actual game and it sort of brought a different dimension to the whole team Mm -hmm. and it actually opened up because the minute she came through you could see the players pulling left and right opening up the whole thing and give us so many options and speaking of the young player from Goran I caught up with her after the game and this is what she had to say Steffi Fitz job done two games played two victories 121 to 6 point victory over Limerick you must be happy with that performance today Ah yeah sure you know have to be 2 out of 2 is what you're kind of looking for you know um, we said at the start of the championship that we want to come in and start getting our scoring up as high as we could and I think we're kind of showing that now after the down game we want to come here again and we knew it was going to be kind of tough enough coming into Nona Park our home grounds and all we wanted was victory and that's what we got we expecting a bigger test from Limerick because we played him a couple of times in the last couple of years but I don't know was it the performance that he put in today uh, that contributed to Limerick's downfall because what we see from Limerick today is not their usual self I suppose we were probably expecting a bigger test than what they did today but look conditions were tough with the heat and I think as a team we'd be happy with our performance and we'll drive on from here must be great playing with your sister back in the back line there as well as Anya said you're usually in the forwards but uh, it must be great to have her and knowing that she's back in the defence there as well I yeah sure I was in the forwards for the league and sure I suppose went back to the backs now and I had her to kind of help me along with it but yeah no it's nice getting to play along with your sister 
inside in the county. And the young players, we can see you have a couple of fans here beside us as well. <laughs> what was it like having them around and especially for the Guard of Honour when you came out here today? Oh yeah, sure, it's brilliant. We even said there at training during the week that we haven't had a home game since the first league game I think was against Limerick. So even to just have it inside here in Nolan Park, it's great for the younger generation to come in and look at us and it's great that we put farm firm as well. Antrim is up now next but you have a two week break. Looking forward to that one? Ah yeah, sure we'll be looking forward to going up the north again, a long trip ahead of us, but sure we'll look forward to it anyway. Alright, well well done today and best of luck. Thanks Lily Martin. Paula, talking about Guard of Honours and young players, you had a busy day on Saturday as well. It was exceptional weather, couldn't have asked for anything nicer, but we had eight under twelve teams that was there for mini games between the two matches for the intermediates and the senior level. And it was great to see all the kids afterwards running up, even Kildare's, Limericks, all the supporters from Cricora, you know, Nockaderry, Minute, they were all looking to get autographs. The same with the Kilkenny girls. You put a lot of work into a fair play to you, but the whole day just seemed to run off as smoothly as possible. Do you know what? It was fabulous. Um I even the fact that they're getting to play on Nolan Park as when we had the interview a couple of weeks ago with the minor bees and the girls had said that they hadn't played um, on Nolan Park everybody every young player male or female should at least once in their life get the experience of playing in Nolan Park and being there so that was something special that's a memory they're going to take with them and um, it was just fabulous um, just to name check and we had Danes Fort and Emeralds were in the first game and they played against Athia Manuth then in the second game we had um, shows you, the Roar in Stieg and we had Danes Fort um, and they got to play against Krikora and um, Nockaderry. Nockaderry at Limerick. And the interesting fact is that there's two sisters over the two Limerick teams. Um, there is Bernie and Eileen O'Brien who would have played with Grana Ballangari that would have won Club All-Irelands many years ago and I would have played against it myself and it wasn't until I was talking during the week that we had great conversations and <laughs> as we were imagine. walking out as they were walking across over to the, the far stand Kilkenny were warming up and um, Eileen just turned around and looked at me and she says I don't think I'd be able for that she says the intensity <laughs> of looking even the warm she says I'd be ready to fall down in a heap after that but that just shows how much Camogie has developed over the last number of years like I mean she just she says even just to be there they played a match beforehand I think against O'Loughlin Gales and then came over so it was just brilliant they all enjoyed the day um, they were delighted to get out onto the pitch and actually like that's the thing I know health and safety and everything comes into play but after match seeing all the kids around all the players there's some lovely pictures even on social media today um, of all the players around all the Kilkenny players around the Limerick players and that's what it's all about that's where your dreams start Oh, yeah, but I know health and safety is there and we don't encourage people to come onto the pitch. So when you go to a camogie match, I mean, we probably had four to 500 people in Nolan Park on Saturday. I mean, we're not having 20, 25,000 people in it. The kids can go out at their leisure. The players can be there. It's like an open night for all events that they can just get a photograph, get the Hurley signs, say well done to them, thanks for coming, etc, etc. And it was lovely just to see a whole spade of everyone after the game. Like, I mean, Minute was the same. I mean the beating that Kildare got in the intermediate game to be fair and all the Manu players and the Thai players were all looking for individual players to go and get their pictures taken with them uh, while the warm-ups was trying to be done for the second game Like, but it's brilliant to see oh, sure. That's what it's all about Also can I thank our two whistlers for the day from John Locks Club and Callan Julie and Anna um, they were brilliant did a great job and also then the four girls that helped out 
with regard to the setting up of the pitches. So that was Michelle, Emily, Abby, Caitlin, and also Clojo gave me a hand on Aoife. So it was just brilliant. The more hands you had, it made it very easy and it worked out well, so it was great. It was granted to certain people who were looking for goodie bags that weren't even part of the whole scenario, <laughs> who happened to be commentating above in the press box. But we'll say nothing about that. <laughs> oh, you'll never get away with anything <laughs> at all. But uh, no, it was great, Onion. I mean, especially when the Guard of Honour, and the Guard of Honour for the, the two teams for the senior, mm-hmm. were, they were in the old dressing rooms down in front of us, and even the two Limerick teams I mean even beforehand you could see the anticipation and the roar then from them when the team was coming out onto it like that must give a player a great buzz of energy you know and excitement to go out and to be able to put in a performance then onto a pitch a pitch I should say Yeah I think so I suppose like you know it's kind of bringing girls back down to you know back down to their grassroots and keeping them very much level headed and you know a lot of the a lot of the girls the girls that were playing on Saturday like you know the Kilkenny girls they that's where they would have started they would have been you know they probably played in a mini sevens or you know in Nolan Park at half time of a match at some stage and I suppose it's really good to see that it's still continuing. I know we probably haven't had it for, you know, a couple of years due to COVID or whatever the case may be, but it'd be really, really good to see it continue on to, you know, the next game that we have in Nolan Park. I think it's really, really important. And it also yeah, Paula, Paula is stressing here. Um, which, to be fair, like I thought it was, it was it was brilliant. It was brilliant to see and it was so lovely just to see so many young kids just running around the running around on the pitch after the matches and you could just see them. They were all like darting to the one player like because they were all, they were nearly afraid to go to one player on their own so like literally you had one player who just congregated like bees, 12 or 13 of them to, yeah. to flowers. They were um, just but it was lovely do you know, and it was so good to see and it's do you know what we can say that we are definitely doing our part to promote, promote Camogie and Kilkenny and that's what it's yeah. about promotion I mean we've all heard the, the Little Woods ads and the whole lot that 82% of players are non-recognisable two little girls you know that wants mm-hmm. to go out and play Camogie it's great that they can get so close to their heroes in a county jersey because normally you can so yeah. for that to happen alone like and as you say the phone calls the texts everything coming in from every club including the Kilkenny teams they had a blast they had a ball great day for everyone involved and, uh, to say both managers from both Kilkenny and Limerick teams went back up to the lads that were up there and asked them were they enjoying the day and asked, you know, had a little child and that made their day altogether, mm. you know, and it's just it's it's to be seen. I suppose that's one thing where Camogie we're accessible still. Yeah. We are yeah. very accessible yeah. and mm-hmm. that's important because that's who they're looking up to. That's their role models. And like I mean I know sure as hell some of those Kilkenny girls were sitting down looking at the match yesterday, some of those teams and they were looking and they want to be the next Miriam Walsh, they want to be the next Denise Gall. In ten years Miriam time Walsh. they could be exactly yep. and that's what was said to me by actually one of the Limerick teams. Um don't worry, watch out for those girls, you'll see them in ten years time. Because yeah. you made the the whole way home the chatter on the on the journey home from the Limerick girls, they were on a high on the whole thing. So hopefully Hopefully there'll be a couple more we try and get you know have that again I thought it was just it's a lot of logistics and everything but it's just brilliant because that's it's worth it though Paula oh that's what it's all about it's about keeping girls playing and I'm laughing because I was see I'd seen mentors that were at an under 10 blitz on Saturday morning in Emeralds and they had left that and I'd say they only had left and probably maybe got home dumped one lot of gear and got into the car and they're in again <laughs> in Nona Park with the next bunch 
And that's the kind of volunteers we do have yeah. with Camogie. We're very committed, probably slightly nuts and slightly insane as well, but they are committed. Do you know what I mean? They just give 110 and that's what you want to see with all the clubs and focusing on everybody. It's not just one team, your senior team. It's everybody from Correct. under sixes. Mm-hmm. As I always say, you have a duty <coughs> of care if you're a member of a club to look after everybody from under six all the way up to adult. The only fault I probably have is the tickets for all under 16s are free at the minute and to see that every club and I'll include all of the counties going around the place that every club couldn't bring their under 8s their under 9s under 10s or whatever pick a team in the county go and play a challenge game against that team and then for both teams together to go in and enjoy the game and have a bit of crack and have a bit of banter you know what's it going to cost it's going to cost the adults to get in most places will leave the coaches in with the team for free anyway when they're going in there you know you will get more people in the support will be an awful lot more Mm -hmm. that's what you want to be able to do and it's disappointing that a lot more clubs aren't doing that I suppose that's the thing is that parents have to be invested too if that was the hurling now I'm yeah. telling you, you'd have every, everybody be at it. <laughs> so, like, I mean, we have to have more faith and more pride in our girls. Like, we, as parents, have to step up to the match, to the marker, as I would say myself, you know. And, like, I mean, I had girls that I had two at home that wanted to come and I didn't bring them because I had too much on. And I said, you just need to stay at home. But I said, the next day, I'll bring you to the next one. There's no problem with that. But it's just, you need to have, clubs have to buy in. And, and like we play the sport because we love it and that's at every age group and I know people at times will be giving out about county boards saying this, that and the other and county board that and they didn't do that and they didn't do the other if you didn't have them you wouldn't have games if you didn't have games you wouldn't have girls playing and if you don't have girls playing they're not going to make memories that'll stay with them for the rest of their lives Yeah exactly well we're looking forward to the next lot of it probably not for yourself because as I said <coughs> logistical nightmare trying to get them done but they are great in fairness Group 1 games on yeah we could we had predictions made for last week's games as we said there was the wrong fixture list uh, we did have Clare v Dublin Waterford v Cork and Wexford v Tipperary obviously that didn't happen because Wexford was playing Waterford in Welsh Park at the weekend uh, and it was victory for the Dacia women 318 to 9 points and considering Wexford had beaten them only a couple of weeks previous in mm-hmm. the Division 2 semi-final that's a big turnaround for Waterford a massive turnaround for Waterford and I feel like since the league final for Wexford they've really dipped their form um, and I think I kind of touched on this towards the league where Wexford nearly pushed themselves for did they kind of maybe peak too soon for the Division 2 league and you know the championship was nearly forgot about but then when they were played when they played Kilkenny in the Leinster quarter final in the back of my head I was thinking like no they're definitely just focusing on championship they're eyeing up championship but at the moment you know for, for Wexford it, their form certainly has dipped um, credit where credit is due to Washford they needed to bounce back after their de- after their defeat to Dublin the yep. week previous especially to lose by a point as well like you know and Wexford or Washford have such a stronghold at senior Washford. level Sorry? two points to two Washford, points. Yeah. Um, you know I think you know Washford definitely did need that victory and you know it was it's a, it's a great result for them and it kind of keeps them you know ticking away nicely well it's interesting enough because they are now sitting third in the table because of different results and I suppose the real shock maybe potentially because we know that Tipperary have been going well within the last couple of years they played Dublin in Parnell Park and it ended in a draw 10 points apiece and 
from what I can believe and gather from the game Dublin would be disappointed they didn't actually come away with the victory uh, Tipperary had a, a player sent off in that Dublin were up again 14 players it's probably a good result for Tipperary at the end of the day coming away with a draw and not a loss Yeah and you know what Cot Van had to step up again and you know kind of give them the, the saving the saving point from a free and you know I really like you know you're looking at that group there now and who would have ever thought you'd have well we assume, we all we all assume Cork is going to be top of that group anyway but like who would have thought you'd have Dublin and Washford trun in there in second and third and you'd have Tip Clare and Wexford you know really fighting it out there at the bottom um, and you both tipped Wexford at the start of the year and there yeah, they are bottom of the table yeah, at the minute do you know what and I like I was a firm believer that Tipperary were going to be the dark horses in the championship this year and just their form just doesn't seem to be going with them at the moment whatever is whatever is after happening there because Tipperary have such a massive tradition of camogie and I felt like the last couple of years they've been really really building they've cemented themselves in the top four teams in the country probably still a little bit back from you know the, the main three but they were getting there but now the, the chasing pack has caught up like and you know that's what we've wanted that's what we're crying out for every week you know it's like playing the violin here at this stage like we're, we're begging for teams to just catch up to the mark and you know get up there cut down the cut down the distance between the chasing pack and it seems that everyone has done, done it or our tip really just off form at the moment because two draws for tip that they're two results that could see them not even qualifying for a quarter final if they yeah, keep would, going would, the way would be going. disastrous for a tip point of view yeah. um, which brings us to the, the top of the table clash that we kind of assumed that Cork was going to be there now Clare was playing their fifth game in five weeks it probably did tell a small little bit Cork did win out uh, victors 2-17 to 2-5 Clare uh, getting a couple of late goals in that game as well it was tough on Clare it was mm. always going to be tough on Clare it was in Cork's home ground yeah. we know what happened in the Munster final yeah. you know um, it, it was probably just a stretch too far for Clare just with the amount of games that they were having but still a good victory for Cork yeah and I suppose you have to kind of when you you when you weigh, when you weigh up the comparisons to Cork and Clare Cork would be very much seasoned players so they're used to this you know game week after week after week after week and I suppose for Clare you know they've kind of been like a bit of a refreshment kind of you know coming in and they seem to be kind of you know throwing out these massive massive displays okay maybe the results haven't gone their way in a lot of it but they're still given huge huge games of camogie there and and I really think that like if Claire can just get themselves right get themselves recovered well I think they could actually still make it into the into a quarter final and what an achievement that would be for Claire like you know they they have been performing they're just unfortunately they're just coming up with the big guns at the wrong time and that's what it's really meant down yeah, to Yeah and who knows I mean the the way it's going at the minute Clare is uh, second last at the minute in fifth place Wexford is in sixth place and the two of them actually meet at the weekend coming and it's a home game for Clare as well yeah. so between the two how do you see that one going? Clare now it all depends this weekend they could actually push on right they have a home game mm-hmm. against Wexford and then their next match is a home game against Dublin <laughs> So that could actually tell a lot. This weekend is sort of a, a make or break, I'd nearly think, for Clare, that if they get one over on Wexford, and, and even if they only win by a point, yeah. it actually will give the momentum push forward. And you like, It doesn't you, matter a point win, it's still a win. It's a win, that's the important thing. But then you're, they're going to be facing then Dublin in Clare on the weekend of the 18th and 19th of June. So they have a week of a gap and then they'd have Dublin travelling all the way down to Clare so this could be their chance so they could actually be the Dark Horses as Ani said 
Yeah, I think like I would be expecting them to come out with a with a victory here next weekend. Definitely, I think you know getting Wexford down in clear. Like we've seen how difficult it was last year in the championship when we went down to clear. You know the sun was absolutely splitting the rocks it was down like the six, yeah, yeah. six mile bridge, and you know. But even the league game in uh, Cusick Park this year, we yeah. see what Clare done to us. Like they really put it up to us. Yeah, absolutely, really did. Like I'd be expecting Clare to really push on from this week. You know they have okay, they have a loss, they also have a draw, and I think you know when it comes comes down to the nitty gritty in the final stages those draws those draw matches they could kill a they team could, yeah they could absolutely crucify a team all together and I think you know yeah they are probably disappointed that they didn't get the win but nonetheless they still have a point on the board they had to share the spoils but I do think that Clare will be coming out victory this weekend Well talking about victories I mean Tipperary if they want to have aspirations of getting to the knockout stages they're going to have to overcome Waterford and Waterford are going in on a high for Mm. this one it is a home game all right for Tipperary but there have been plenty and many a battle between the two over the last number of years and Tipperary probably have just shaded it a fraction but the way things are going here do you see the same that Tipperary is going to win this one or is Waterford going to have an upset? <laughs> get, that, get that lucky eight ball or whatever it is and shake it there on you because it could go anyway in all honesty. Yeah, like I'd be afraid to put, I'd be afraid to call that because like, you know It depends which Tipperary team turns yeah. up. Like in That's your head you're idea. saying you'd be saying oh Tipperary right, win, win that. that yeah. But the way they're going at the moment, it's very hard to see. Are, like, they, are they relying too much on coach? I don't know. Like, there's an awful lot of young players, I feel, that are after coming into the fray. Like, they had really good minor teams a couple of years back and a lot of those guys are up to the age. And, you know, I think that... I don't know if they rely on her as much. I, I, well, they obviously do rely on her, but I just... I think that there's such a good calibre of players there that... I don't know. I just, I just can't pinpoint it with them this year. I really can't. I think, I think losing to Clare in the Munster Championship, I think, was a bit of a kick up the bum for them. But they haven't been able to recover from it no. at all. Well, you see, I suppose this is the stage, right? You're two, whatever, two games in, mm, right? two draws. Yeah, for all the teams, if things aren't going well, it's either they have two options: they're either going to just fall apart completely, yeah. or else it galvanises them and they put a marker down and move forward. Yeah. So it all depends on where the mind frame is with regard to them, and the same applies for Wexford. Mm. Wexford obviously must be very disappointed with the way the championship is going so far, because we, like, you would think that they had the ability to push on from there, but they haven't been doing it either. So really, for the game between Tip and Waterford, it could go anyway. But Waterford will build on the momentum after the weekend. That's the other thing. Yeah. They're after coming off of that game. They're going to be buzzing. And as you know, Martin Bishop has already been down that part of the country when Waterford teams get a bit confident, they'll start pushing on from there. Yeah, well, I mean, we've often said it that we want them to push forward. They've been in quarterfinals before. Um, Wexford will be disappointed because they were in the quarterfinal against us last year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great day in Porky Creef, and we thought actually that they would push on, yeah. and especially getting promotion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, when Watford are on a high, they really do know how to move forward with it, and they'll go into that game with an awful lot of confidence against Tipperary. But what I wanted to know off the two of you, because there's no sitting on the fence, who's going to win it? Are you going to call this one for Tipperary's third go, draw in a row? Wolford. 
Not because of any inside information or anything, but I'm going Walmart. <laughs> no, I, I have allegiances. It's a bit of allegiance to Walmart. I have relations down there. So I'll go at Walmart purely on that reason. There's no other scientific evaluation or commoe coming to play. Oh, sure. I'll I'll do the exact same because my mother and father are tips, so I'll have to go with tip anyway on that one. So Oh, God. Right. OK, so I have to change my pen here. Right. So P is going for Waterford and Anya is going for Tipperary. I'll have to get a different highlighter off you here shortly now for all these different ones. Um, Sully will be going into the game this weekend beaming with confidence yeah. um, you know he's sitting pretty in uh, second place in the table there now at the minute with uh, four points from two games and they have a home game against Cork and we know that they are lethal at home but it is Cork at the end of the day as well are we going to see a huge upset here? I don't think so to be fair I honestly don't think so I think yet yeah, Dublin are absolutely buzzing and hopping out of their skins now at the moment they're after getting two really good results they have a draw and a win like, and they'll be very very happy with that but I genuinely I can't see Cork um, I can't see Cork slipping up at all Cork's aim is they're going they want to finish top of this group they have to finish top of the group um, and because well, there's a huge incentive for the top group because yeah. they avoid a quarter final for starters yeah exactly and anything can happen in quarter finals mm. they're, they're like they're lethal quarter final games I think I think Cork will win it um I think Dublin will throw everything at them. Listen, uh, Sully's going to have some sort of a game plan in there. He's going to try and, you know, be manoeuvring that um, attack attack from Cork. But I do think that Cork are just going to have that little bit more edge and that little bit more experience in it. Um, it's it's going to be a big, it's going to be a big game for Dublin. But I think, I think the way Dublin are going, I think I'd still fancy them to qualify out of the group now at this stage. But um, Cork, I, you couldn't, you can't look past Cork. He's done, I actually think since that Kilkenny game the mm-hmm. Leinster final I'd say he learned a lot from that about yeah. his team um, even from the interviews listening to him afterwards I'd say he sat down and he said right this is where we need to work on A, B, C and D and he's pitching his teams that he's picking for the opposition so he's 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 thinking ahead strategically Cork should have enough to beat him they should. Mm-hmm. So but I take you both going for Cork. You should have to go for Cork. Like, yeah. I mean, but it all depends on what the pitch is like, what size it is. Um, it depends on what way it's refereed. That's been asked about it. You know, you don't know. Some people are inclined to allow a little more heavy tackling than others. You well, know? We've seen a lot of inconsistencies at the weekend I, I as well, like even in Nolan Park. So we won't even no. go there on that. But it's just, it, you'd have to go Cork. But I do think there'll be a kick in Dublin. Yeah, I, I don't. I think Dublin. You know, I'm actually looking at our predictions for it to to come out senior group, and neither of us have Dublin in it at all. No, like, we're I, solid yeah. sceptic at this. Um, but well, I feel that the, the top two at the minute now is there. So, so what I mean, you're really saying, you know, we're ABUs. Anybody put Dublin? Are we yeah. anti Dublin? No, we're not anti Dublin. We're not anti Dublin at all. Um, but it's just yeah. I think they're. I, to be fair, I think they're after throwing up a couple of shocks in the mm. in the in the championship. I know we're only two games in, but I don't think anyone would. have have seen a draw against Tipperary um, you know last weekend and I think fair play to them I do think that they could potentially come out third place in the group and head into a quarter final and as I said disappointed they didn't come away with a victory yeah. in that one as well yeah, they, exactly. so, so wouldn't they be looking right okay we'll get through the Cork game do as much as we can mm. go as well as we can I know they want to win it yeah. but they're looking towards that Clare game as being a key one that's going to be a massive game I think you're looking at probably 
Although Tipper just not going, they're not motoring at all. Like well, you could have Cork, Dublin, and Clare come out of that group. Now we will leave stage. that one until the following week because them fixtures are not scheduled until the 18th of June. So we get over next weekend first and see how they're going, which moves us nicely along into the intermediate championship, which was also uh, the first round games. Um, senior is on round two. The intermediate only started out the weekend, and we are going to start in Group Two, and. Um, uh, we're going to start at home as well with Kilkenny and Kildare. You were spot on, madam, with a, a Kilkenny victory. Probably a little bit too easy um, mm-hmm. for a first game in this. We know we were talking to Joe earlier before the match as well, and a bit like Limerick, he was short a good few girls because of leaving cert and um, so on. And we know that other teams are short girls with leaving cert. But Kilkenny came away with this with a, a handy enough 122 to a turn me sheet around to 11 point victory yeah and you know I suppose every team is going to be in the situation at the moment where they do have girls doing leaving certs um, Kilkenny um, intermediates are in the exact same boat they are you know you've got three four girls there doing leaving certs that aren't available for selection at the moment and they would more than likely they would more than likely walk back onto that team once their exams are over so like you know I suppose yes it can be you know you know, we can say that we're missing girls but we, you know you have to you have to look at the girls that you have in front of you and you know th- that's who you have to use and I suppose for Kilkenny the weekend I thought it was an excellent performance from them um, A good team performance Really good team performance and I suppose I spoke to Shauna Tracy the captain after the game and she basically said that they really had to make amends after the Leash game, after their Leinster campaign. The girls were not one bit happy with their performances at all. They felt that they did let themselves down. And we spoke about it. And you know what? We were probably very heavily criticised. Well, I, because I was at the match, like I did criticise it a lot. I didn't think it was a good performance from them. They got bet in a Leinster championship, which they shouldn't be getting bet in. But by God, did they really turn it on on Saturday. Yeah. They were absolutely phenomenal. Shauna Tracy was exceptional. She was plucking ball out of the air for sport on Saturday everything that came to her it was straight into her hand she scored three great points from play she really led like a captain she was up up and down the field really really good and they're very very solid I felt like um, the back line I wrote in film I just love her yeah. I could watch her Class. all day She's deadly. I could watch her all day now she was a bit shaky at the start first I mean Leah Sutton did get a couple of points off her but, but once she settled, once down, she settled down, into down, it yeah and that's to be like as we said okay we had been on about the game against Leash but we did say right it was as I said before it was a decision they either had to learn from it and move yeah. on and they seem to have learned from it and moved on and that's what you'd expect of a Kilkenny team mm-hmm. and, and John actually spoke about that uh, after the game to me as well that the girls were probably a bit nervous in the first couple mm-hmm. of minutes and it did take a while for them to get into it but by God when they got into it yeah. like I mean five of the inside six forwards were scoring Ashley Curtis was getting points when she came in Anya Feeling got scores when she three. came in as a substitute yeah. as well there was three points but I mean you said Shauna Tracy was exceptional but for me star of the game was Emma Minogue for such a young player like she was unbelievable the amount of ball that she was on the scores that she got and her free taking ability was almost exemplary um, at the weekend as well like she she really was phenomenal I'm not going to dispute this at all and the more I keep on thinking about it after the match right Yes, she had a good game for her first her for her first run out at adult level. Yeah, she raked up what one, two, three, four, five, six, seven points two from two of those from play. 
and I suppose now is the time now is the time right you're up at a level like she did maybe show a little bit of her inexperience and naivety but she's only going to get stronger and I Correct. made sure and mentioned this as well on Saturday she's only going to get stronger and she's only going to develop more as each game it's goes on a little on. bit of greenness is what yeah, we call it that's mm. what it is a little bit there's of not enough near foulness in her if that makes sense what she, I, I know what you mean and what yeah. it is, is is that how could you say it it's have the courage your convictions and, mm. and the controlled aggression yeah you know that you have to have play in a game and when I say controlled aggression I mean it's that you're going in hard for every ball Mm -hmm. that you're attacking and when you're going for it it's yours and to have that lethalness that you're going to punish the opposition for turning over I just feel like she's still really slight as well I suppose on that level but the work rate that she puts in she's got that uh, as I call it bounce back ability Mm -hmm. even if she does take a dunt she just bounces back on and goes again it's like um, sometimes I think she's made of elastic haven't seen her play like I mean she does she does take a dunt and then she goes again but then again She's going to meet stiffer opposition. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, yeah. a young girl. This is my so point. I do think yeah. she does, and all of those younger girls, I'm not saying they're not up to it, but they need to be minded. Yeah. Yeah, big time. But you That's have to grow in confidence and that will certainly give oh, that definitely. player an awful lot of confidence. She's also had an leaving search as well. Yeah. yeah. So like that's And the, the other, other player thing. we have to mention that was outstanding as well is Kira O'Keefe in full mm-hmm. forward. Yeah, I think, you know, they, I think for Kilkenny, they've certainly found a full forward that is capable of destroying anyone. Um, but they like, seem to have worked a system and yeah. we're not going to give it away too much like because teams do listen in the whole mm. lot but like playing the system that they did on Saturday seemed to work very well for the girls. Yeah. Um, you know, the space was there, Kira was there. The Probably the only critical thing I will have about her is the rootlessness probably could do it a bit of tweaking like yeah. I mean, we did have a lot of goal chances mm-hmm. that we could have had Kildare well and truly buried within the couple of minutes um, and that's no disrespect to Kildare either yeah. but I mean if we had to take our goal chances when we got him Kilkenny would have been out of sight an awful lot earlier than what they were Yeah like I don't want to take it away from the Kilkenny victory because it was No no it was great yeah. it, was, it was a really really good victory it was a badly needed victory for them it really was like and I could you I suppose you could actually see why they were so nervous going in the first couple of minutes because you know in the back of their head they were still thinking about the leash game and once they kind of got over that couple of minutes of nerviness they really started to push on they did and they needed that like the scoreline was phenomenal that they raked up some of the scores that they got were brilliant some of the defensive play was absolutely amazing Kildare were not up to scratch at all and next week when you have to turn in and you have to go in against Cork it's going to be a completely different kettle of fish and you know what they're aware of that they know that it's going to be completely different but the main thing is they have three points on the board they have a victory on the first day out you couldn't be going into a court game with a loss on, with a loss on your back so that was so important to get Kildare in the first game and to get a very comfortable victory over them which they did and yeah. I'd say probably that a couple of weeks break after not being involved in Leinster yeah. could have actually stood to them it could have galv- yeah. I, I firmly believe it galvanised them now I was only talking a few words to John myself but there was a nice a calm air of like mm. yeah okay this is the first bit done this is the like yeah. one match down and see how we go from there yeah no well, we like, were critical but I mean yeah. the performance on Saturday I mean you can pick and nitpick little things out yeah. of it but on a whole it was a much better performance they did play very very well and it will give the girls confidence going in albeit it is against Cork um, yeah. the next game in and Cork played Wexford um, at the weekend as well and 
had a fairly comfortable as well, like 315 to 7 points victory over Wexford. Wexford is their first step up after winning the Premier Junior, like so it's a huge step up for mm-hmm. them as well. And what a baptism of fire like to be going to a team that won the All-Ireland only a couple of uh, years ago as well. Um, so, I mean, Cork is sitting pretty, uh, they are at the minute at the, the top of that table. If I'm not mistaken. Yep, they mm-hmm. are. Cork's yeah. then followed by Kilkenny. Yep. So, you know, uh, easy enough victory over Wexford. You know, Wexford are still trying in fairness, mm. but we kind of expected that one to happen. Yeah, you would expect that to happen. To be fair, like Wexford, only up from junior last year, they are going to have to learn an awful lot. Um, and I suppose, like, they were probably just hoping that they could put up some sort of a performance. Cork, you know, Cork or Cork, they're always going to be there, thereabouts. You know, they're just one of these teams you just can't seem to grind down at intermediate level because they will always be there. And, you know, a lot of them would have probably played or trained with their senior squad over the last couple of years um, so you know I just think that it's, it's definitely not an unexpected result and I think this weekend is going to be a massive game for Kilkenny against them And the other game in Group 2 was Derry and Meath and mm-hmm. to be fair you called it as a Derry victory and it was maybe not by what you thought the scoreline might be but it was a 2-14 to 11 point victory for Derry Yeah I feel like you know I feel like Derry are so unassuming and I feel like you know they're they're coming and coming and coming and I don't think they're going to like to be the the only near north team down at intermediate level like they would have fancied themselves you know you know better than the likes of the Antrims and the Downs a couple of years ago because they were a senior team a couple of years ago yeah, they were. and they will want to get back they will want to get back to that level I think Derry are going to push hard this year um, and I think an awful lot of that has to do with how well Schlock Neil have been doing over the last couple of years um, but I think yeah that's a good result for Derry I think Meath will be a bit disappointed with that to be fair like, they will considering yeah. they were only after winning the Leinster final the week before yeah. or two weeks before whichever it was you know. like so um, yeah that that would be disappointment uh, for them I suppose uh, we'll finish off with group one uh, with the results and then we'll preview uh, next weekend's fixtures um, so group one we had Kerry and Leash in the first one now you did say it may be close and you did go for Leash at the end of the day but the Kingdom women came out on top mm-hmm. 215 to 113 yeah massive result for Kerry really is a massive Paul will be delighted with that <laughs> <laughs> lads there are clubs springing up there everywhere down there in Kerry yeah. seriously we're, I was down there a couple of weeks ago and I just we were driving around Tralee and I said jeez was there a GA pitch there and you next see Hurling and Camogie Club and they're up there's about two or three different clubs that have cropped up around the Chile area and of course North Kerry is the stronghold anyway but like I mean it's even when I'm down with my nephews that are in a big it's a football area but straight away did you bring the hurls and they have their own hurls down there and then you're down the local football pitch which is like a bog but you're playing the football pitch you're playing your hurling and you can see all the other kids are looking so they see it as being it's it's an attractive game to watch hmm. and I think there's a big sort of a, there's, there's little pockets that's pockets starting to appear yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely around the place but like Kerry have had like Patrice coming through and all, and all the different players on there they really do have I think a nice cohort a lot have been involved with the different Ashburn and, and yeah. Purcell and Father Maher teams so obviously that is feeding into them and they're seeing they seem to be putting a lot more effort into it mm. down there as well so don't be surprised I said, I told you they could be the dark horse to qualify you did in fairness um, it was a great victory for Kerry not so great for Leash if you want to have aspirations of progressing yeah. a small little bit you know as we said after the victory against Kilkenny it would have given great confidence in the Leinster Championship going in then I think it was uh, Westmeath 
uh, defeated him or was it Dublin defeated him then in afterwards I can't say exactly because I don't have the, the Leinster fixtures but um, it was one of them anyway dis- that's a disappointing result though in the, the first game now albeit we know the travel times and the whole mm-hmm. lot like are huge especially when you're going big distances but there's a lot to be said for a home game um, and Kerry certainly utilised that game. Yeah, they certainly did and I suppose, you know, that's going to see them you know, kind of with a bit of reassurance knowing that they got a good victory over a team that I suppose like would have great intentions of competing um, at a high level at intermediate level I suppose for Kerry, like they'll be kind of looking, looking towards their next game like every other team and, you know, I think it's definitely it definitely is the result a good result for them on day day one. It is. We had fears for poor Carlo um, when we see that they were down to play Galway and yeah. it was an away game to Galway. And to be fair, our fears were correct. Um, you know, it was a huge score for Galway, a huge win. Disappointing for the Carlo women because we know they're putting in so much work in Carlo as well. You know, they probably haven't reached the heights as they have four years ago when they did uh, win the the junior title um, and that. But you know, they might regroup for the next game. Hopefully, they have Kerry at home now um, the next day, which won't be an easy game either. But mm-hmm. it was a disappointing result. A bit too easy though for Galway as well. Yeah, but you know, are we surprised? Are we surprised with the Galway result like that? Galway, they're just on a crest of a wave at the moment at every level that they're playing at. And you know, that was definitely a very hard round one opener for Carlo to go. It would be a very hard round one game for any team to have to go and play. And you especially don't like to see your neighbours, you know, going going facing into that. And I suppose for Carlo, it's it's back to the drawing board. I think I would fear that they may struggle in this group well that's my um, next question and yeah. you're both ex-players as well I mean how do you pick a team up after such a beating in that game for it to come along in the next day and go and we know it's a home game um, yeah. but still after travelling that distance you get that beaten you have to get back on a bus if you're on a bus or get back in your car with your own thoughts coming home how do you pick a team up after a beating like that it's very hard like, oh, it's, you, like <clears throat> what can you say to them you can't really say a lot. A lot mm. of it has, like, I mean, there's certain ownership. The other world's given, say, now management, this, that, and the other. Players have to step up to the mark, too. And that if your mindset has to be right, that when you're going out onto the pitch, you're going to give 110. <coughs> Excuse me. And even if things go wrong, you have two options again. So it's it's this week now, when they get back into the pitch, it's the tone that's set when they get back onto the pitch. Because mm. you give them those two days to sulk and moan or whatever, I'm presuming they're back in either tonight or as tomorrow night. And then it's a case of, right, the tone is setting whereby you draw a line, right, that is never going to happen to us again. We're never going to lose by that much again. And if you don't learn from those mistakes, that's when they're going to hit trouble. Okay, what did we do wrong? And get them to actually see, right, where we made. And probably they're probably basic, fundamental mistakes. To let in 522, okay, if the work rate isn't there, that's automatically mm-hmm. saying that there's more in them. And travelling up there is probably is a killer. You know that going to Galway anytime is a killer because, like, I mean, it is a nice, it's no direct route and the roads are killers along the way. So, as well as that, there has to be more in Galway in, in Carlow because they've got the clubs there and they have the players there that are, they can't have dropped by that much. So I would say to them to put it down to they learn from it and move forward but maybe to put it down as a bad day at the office but they still have it's only one game one game does not define a season. Yeah. That's all you can do really and move on from there. 
The last game in Group 1 was Westmeath and Dublin and again you did predict uh, a Westmeath victory in this one. It was 4-13 to 1-9 probably a little bit easier than you thought. Yeah definitely. I like I had a feeling that Westmeath would win but I genuinely thought Dublin would keep into them a lot, a lot more. Um, I'm very surprised by the results if I'm being honest with the scoreline the difference in that and I kind of felt like Dublin were probably going in a right direction there but just don't seem to just don't seem to have come up trumps there in the, in the first round but like you know for Westmead that's a really really good result for them as well and we've spoke about Westmead how, how much they're rebuilding constantly you know manage, new management in you know players retiring whatever the case may be and you know they seem to be doing well and they'll be happy with that too well, And maybe I'll throw this into it maybe the fact that Dublin team aren't going as well is because there's a lot of those players with the seniors mm. and the seniors are going well yeah, yeah Robin yeah, Peter to pay Paul you, you know never I mean? know yeah you just don't know you know which brings us on to I suppose the games then for this weekend coming and I'm going to stay with group one at the minute um, and we're talking about the top of the table clash already Galway have two games played because they did actually play Leash um, in a game early uh, last not last week the week before on the 21st so they have two games played Leash have two games played everyone else has one game played so it is a t- an early top of the table clash between Westmeath and Galway at the weekend Westmeath are at home so how do we see it going? Oh, Galway yeah Galway he said that very yeah, quickly yeah. like I don't to be fair I don't think there's any team in that group that are going to beat Galway in the group stages <coughs> I can't see them being bet at all I think they're going to come out top of the group without a doubt And now I do think Westmead will put them up to them and they'll try and stay with them for a while but I can see that Galway will have too much yeah. firepower and pull away yeah OK, well, brings us to the next game then. That was short and sweet. Carlo and Kerry. Carlo is at home at the weekend. So how do we see it going? I have, I'm have. i not going to lie. Like I have a massive fear for Carlo at the moment. I really, really do. Um, I would hate to see them being relegated down to, back down to junior level. But I just feel at the moment they're just not competing strong enough at intermediate. Um, and I know I know they only got the one game played, but even like league and that, I can't I just can't see a performance coming from them at the moment. I would love to see Carlo win that game. I really would. And I'd love to see Carlo competing in quarterfinals and semi-finals. Like of course you want to, you want to see your neighbours doing well. And especially Carlo. Like I remember in twenty sixteen when the senior and intermediates won the All Ireland. Carlo won the junior. Yeah. And it was like the Southeast literally all congregated. Small together. little corner. It was, it was brilliant. And I remember like I was up in the like it was what is it like the players lounge of the up at the Hogan stand. The mezzanine area yeah, and that, yeah, I, yeah. we were up there and there was a couple of us and you know the captain Marianne or Marianne Dial, I think is her name the captain of the off- or the Carlo team at the time was there and the two of us just looking because we'd played each other in a Leinster Championship match like you know during the summer so Carlo had bet us off the field and um we two of us met each other and we were like oh my god isn't it about time we feckin won something because like we'd have played against each other for so many years and it was such a great occasion not just for us but for Carlo Camogie as well it was brilliant and I've always kind of had nearly like a grow for them since then and I always want to see them do well but I genuinely I fear for Carlo now at the moment and I really don't want to be critical over them but I can't I, I think Kerry are going to win that game Okay, Paul is nodding her head yeah, down no, there as Kerry, well. Kerry are going to be on on a high. Yeah. And they're going to try and build a momentum from there because they would see Carlo, I would think, as one of their games to yeah. actually, to actually like, get a oh, result. That's one. Last week they went up and against Leash, with Leash come down, they were doing their best and going all out, I'd imagine. But Carlo would be one of their away games that they'd be targeting to get a good result out of. Well, speaking of Leash, can Leash bounce back with a home game against Dublin uh, this weekend? <laughs> 
I'd say I'm going to go with leash on that one. Now, the reason being is because Leash will not be happy over that result down in Kerry at all. No. And they do have the players. The players are there. Mm. I know that for a fact. So I just think it'll be, I just have a feeling that you know yourself, like they won't lie down under that. No. I just have a feeling they're, if they can galvanise together, I just have a feeling they'll they'll get one over in Dublin. The Chewy is saying the same thing? Yeah, I'll be going for Leash mm. in that okay. game. I didn't need a second highlighter at all then on that one. Anyway, that'll make a difference. Right, moving on to Group Trying 2 to see then. we actually picked to get out of the groups in, in Intermediate because it's all over the place now. I, I can answer <laughs> that question because uh, you picked Galway, Dublin and Westmeath for Anya. Galway, Kerry and Dublin for Paula. And you both had Cork, uh, Kilkenny and Anya had Jerry and Paula had meat. Okay, okay, well, Anya's winning on that one. Meat, let me down. Come on, meat, get yourselves together now, please. So that's no all pressure. we had. Right, Cork and Kilkenny at the weekend. Home game for Cork in the first of Group 2's games at the weekend. Um, I think this is going to be a very tricky one for Kilkenny I really really do I think it's going to be the makings of them if they can get out with a victory of it um, I think they're going to have a massive boost of confidence after last weekend I think it's going to be a tight battle I my heart is saying Kilkenny all the way and my head is blank <laughs> Could she sit on the fence? That's anymore? a lot of good to me. There's no sitting on the fences. We either have a win, a loss, or a draw. That's I simple think, as. Right, well, a result will be important. A result, what yeah. I mean by a result is, is that if Kilkenny win, brilliant. You have to remember we have a nice little few leaving certs that are mm. most likely gone. Um, but even that, there's plenty of adequate girls there yeah. that are on the line to step up to the mark. I would say even if they do win, it'll be the result as to how they play will be even more important. Right, well, come on, pick so it. So I'm going for Kilkenny to win, win. Now, Anya, Kilkenny. Good, that's what we like. I to just hear. made her say that now by doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, do, I think I do think how they play will be a big factor. Is that it's it's going to be a tough game, as in yeah. how they eke out. Like I mean, it's going to be a physical game. Mm. It's going to be tough, and the work rate will have to be there. Scores will not come as easy as they no. did at the weekend. And that's that's my that's my big concern. But I think, I think that group now, having eavesdropped uh, or having gone past restrooms at different stages on Saturday, I think the group has galvanised. Even talking to the girls afterwards, you can get that feel of, you know, there was a great like the, some of the girls were still in the restroom as were just checking them and the banter, and you can feel there was a camaraderie there, mm. and and they were dying to talk about the match and on about next week, and you could feel that they're building momentum confidence yeah. and that is the yeah. I think yeah. that's it and you know what I think that leash game could be one of the best things that would have happened to them I think it could be it could potentially be the making of them my my just biggest thing with Cork is like it's Cork are so difficult to play against and especially when you have to go down to Cork like they always just bring something else with them and I just really hope that I really hope the break that Kilkenny have had since the Leinster campaign and having that run out against Kildare and, you know, beating Kildare with such ease, I just hope that doesn't go against them. Like, I, I'm obviously going to go for Kilkenny. I want Kilkenny to win, but they, I think it's going to be a completely, completely different kettle of fish on this weekend compared to what it was on Saturday. But I think the girls are fully aware of that as well. I think they know, like, they've all come up against Cork back in the day, like, and they know exactly what to expect. Tell you one thing, you wouldn't make a good spy anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, next game up, Kildare and Derry. 
Oh, Derry, hands down. Hands down, Derry. <laughs> no, I do. Go on, Paul. Yeah, no, what I will say about Derry, I do know for a fact that there's a lot of work being done in the last couple of years. You know, as well. Brian Waldron up there is mm. up in Derry at the moment. Yeah. Brian is a retired teacher from Freshwood. Do you know the current of Aldera for the hurling? Mm. So it should be his, it should be Tom Waldron or since his son. So he retired back up to Derry. So what he did on his own back when he was retired is he was going around to all of the schools and taking out all of the girls and boys and doing coaching with them. So how long is he? He's retired. I don't know how many years, must be 10 years, 15 or whatever but he's now chairperson of the local club so they go very much about all of that, that whole, the whole peninsula in Derry and all around there they really are pushing for things up there and they're all gone GA mad from what I've seen and from social media and having talked mm-hmm. to Keane and stuff Well after last weekend they're, they're definitely going to be gone GA so mad yeah. up there That's, And initially I would have said that I would have said right Kildare would lose to Kilkenny in my own head but then moving forward I thought that they would have the bounce back you know that they'd learn from that and move on so mm, I think it'll be I, I think Derek who's home and who's away that's oh Kildare is at home, home. Mm. Okay, so that's the other interesting side of it. That does play. I definitely think that journey comes into play with it. But with the way that Derry gauge against me, they'd have to go for Derry. Okay. But I do think, I wouldn't be surprised if Kildare won either. <laughs> oh, I think Derry are going to, I think Derry are going to have a very comfortable victory in that, if I'm honest. Which brings us to your two picks then, because one of these is going to win and one of them is not. Meath and Wexford. Now, are you going to stick with your original picks on that for who's going to come out? This is going to be an interesting chat. Mead, yeah. <laughs> I go with yeah, Mead. Yeah, Mead. You're both going with Mead? Yeah, 100%. Okay. Who should I pick in this group stages? <laughs> no, I didn't. I picked Mead. Did I? <laughs> God, the, script, no, I just, it, the no. scripts are gone out the window now at this stage we don't work with scripts anymore <laughs> yeah I know we never did <laughs> but no you just have to think that Wexford look it's obviously a reflection if your senior team is not going well yeah. and your intermediate team is not going well there's something amiss, amiss there somewhere mm. um, it could be just that things aren't going right or, or just you know that there's not a galvanising effect in between the whole thing whereas you would have to say with Meath I did not think they'd go down as bad to Derry at all I actually thought they probably would it so this is their primary team but again as I said the whole football factor has to come into play with regard to dual players and things like that so you just don't know what way it's going to go but I do feel that Meath should have enough in their arsenal to actually get one over on Wexford well that is very very true right some interesting games is there we don't know what's happening yet schedule wise uh, whether we're on live duty or not for any of the games but keep an eye on all social media channels um, and that will be brought to your attention fairly quickly uh, just to round things up then we did have a couple of uh, coming months ago games as we said which are now sponsored by KCLR this year uh, I won't mention the Tullerher and Freshford game although you mentioned we, they were fabulous Tullerher have a t- lovely they team did and there. I kind of let it slip that I was going to be in the middle for that game uh, last weekend now I have to say while you might have only scored the one point in it it was a terribly enjoyable game of Camogie to watch in fairness like both teams really went at it hammer and tongs yes Tullerher came away with the victory um, and they're going to enjoy hopefully playing in Nolan Park if we can get Nolan Park fingers crossed for the finals I would think I would actually say that Tullerher team are good enough to beat anybody in Ryan B and probably would do quite well in Ryan A they have some lovely players like at under 12 you saw the hand passing the laying off the ball mm. cross field ball 
like at under 12s that's that's like that bodes well for Tuller as a club um, and it looked really good um, they had done quite well in the sevens as well so like I mean it does show the benefit of the sevens for players we're just discussing this in general that um, over the weekend with another coach and it just it does help them to develop the idea of you know moving forward and running off the shoulder and being there so it obviously has stood to them um, it's look Fair play to them, played really well. I think they'll be up against it against Emeralds. And um, they're playing Emeralds in the final as far as I know because they were they bet Tullerone. Yes, that was my next final. one I was actually going to come to because yeah. Stephen Oney was discussing that because last that week. that under, under 12 team, that primary school team with Emeralds last year would have played the Dixford B team in the under 12 county final. Oh yeah. And that was very tight. And even at that, I think there was only a point in it at the end. And I actually think Emeralds probably should have won that. And they have pushed on from that like I mean um, at the Blitz at the weekend there was one Emeralds girls under 10 Blitz if you can imagine and actually uh, got two points from signed line balls <laughs> and we were only wow. crying out for that wow. and we were crying well, out for that on Saturday and, and, and we're never going to get to a game 10, I know you can read a smaller picture but it was fabulous to look at because um, she just took and the other one she when it was going to the goal which was actually great it was blocked out but like you could actually it was lovely uh, to look she obviously spent time yeah, practicing that, that's unbelievable and that's lovely it's yeah. to see yeah. it happening you know well it is yes well done to Orlingford they are true as well so that's going to be a tight battle there Johnstown came away with a victory over Paulstown in the other one and that is all the results that we have two days but provision that's brilliant for Johnstown yeah. Saint, like Saint Johnstown is is they have the players and just to keep them playing and to push on I think that's brilliant news that's tight enough but yeah they did come away with the win um, and the provisional date on them schools fines is going to be the 19th of June all going well and everything going according to plan we can announce the full details of that coming up later but again it is sponsored by KCLR and there should be plans afoot for that day or that week coming up that we can announce later on in the year as well bringing us to the last bit of business and I'm going to get to you very very quickly because I'm just conscious uh, about time and that that we have left develop news uh, from the weekend yeah the under 15s A's and B's were out up in Meath and it was a long day they both played three matches each uh, they one of the teams won their three games and the other team uh, lost by two points to Dublin which the other team had actually I don't stripes or black or amber whichever colour it is had won so obviously development is going good in Kilkenny great wins from them all and uh, seems to be good work afoot with that group and I suppose it's it's non-competitive as in Sol Blitz yeah. for, for this year but um, I suppose these are the group you'll be looking for towards next year towards next year's under 16s and the under 16s are on a lull at the moment until the championship kicks in which will be happening later in on in June sometime about three, three weeks time about three weeks time yeah give or take it and we will be previewing all them games as well hard to believe that the inter-county season is almost at a full stop when we get to August and then we'll be back into our club scenes again that the lady here on my right can't wait to get involved in it but she had a good victory in the summer league um, the all county league as well last weekend so fair play team uh, we they played really well um I suppose it's a big occasion for us the first day and also for Moonkine coming up from senior or from junior so I'm planning to send them to senior already um, from junior but um, I suppose it, like when you haven't fielded on your own in over seven years it was it was it was very ner- I think we were all just nervous a bunch of nerves but last week we enjoyed it knuckled down and um, had the win so it's all about getting game time into girls at this stage um, mm-hmm. we'll see what will happen now in come next whenever August 
having real fun starts. But sure, look, it's all about getting to game times. I suppose the next few weeks are going to be hard because there's a lot of close-up girls doing yeah. exams. Yeah. Exams, um, J1s, holidays. Holidays, yeah. like... And actually, I think they're starting. Is it next? Are they starting next Wednesday or the Wednesday after? Wednesday the eighth. Okay. Certainly, we start starting. So we have next Monday as well. So I won't do anything yet. Then and jinx everyone. But everyone that is studying and listening while you're studying and the whole lot. Keep going, best of luck. Don't forget, it's not the end of the world. Do your best with it. That's all you can do, um, and things will work out. The main thing is to do. Just don't panic. Well, Simple the only as. I advise all the girls is that if they need a half hour headspace, go down to the pitch, go for a poke round, and then go back and study. Can't beat it. You need that Best bit of a break ever. as well. Yeah. Anyway, that is it from the KCLR studios here this evening on episode 18. My thanks indeed to everyone here, to Paula and Anya as usual, to Lil in the background, keeping us all in check and sane with plenty of papers and highlighters and the whole lot. Don't forget where you get your uh, podcasts from your usual spots. You can subscribe download it uh, we're on all the podcast channels from the KCLR 96 FM app and you will also find it on scoreline.ie as well but from us all in the studio for this evening it's goodbye for now goodbye this is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahmy. Oh